the whole artist athletes celebrities are cool they're they're not they're just that's just what someone thinks is cool at the time it's just like any other job it's just as stressful as an accountant that's you know working with a billionaire's money like they could lose it any time and that that stress you know if they can make one bad decision financial decision and ruin someone's life um you know we could do that too if i say something stupid by accident there's there's people that aren't going to get paid anymore because they believed in me Nashville's more farming where you would, you know, you're kind of an attractor, you're doing something. So you, most people don't wear country hats. It's kind of an act. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or a cowboy hat, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's an act. <laughs> hat, I mean, that's why they call them hat acts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mitchell Tenpenny, welcome <laughs> to the Gents Talk podcast. I'm, I'm uh, happy to be here. No, we're happy to have you. Yeah. Welcome to Toronto. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm a little nervous. You're, you're like, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, I don't know what Sil, uh, what Sil told you um, before coming in, but we just want to have a conversation with yeah. with you because you're doing some some pretty cool stuff. You're, oh, you're touring. You're you're playing a show. You're playing a show here too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, playing tomorrow. Yeah. So the tomorrow, Budweiser that's stage, September seventh. Yes. Yeah. We're filming on the sixth of September, everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always have to look to it. I never yeah. know. <laughs> but uh, excited to have this conversation with you because um, I think I was reading, and I'll start right from here yeah. and say that I was reading an interview you had done, uh, and I can't recall who the journalist was, so forgive me, but you were talking about how, you know, when you're writing songs, you're really trying to get into your feels. You're really trying to bring it, bring it from a, a place of authenticity. Yeah. What does music mean to you? Yeah, I mean that's music's a it's a feeling to me. It's a nostalgia. It's a it's a peace of mind, honestly. I mean I was saying this earlier too talking. It's when when I'm happy, I want to hear a sad song. When I'm sad, you know, like it's when I'm sad, I want to hear a happy song. It's 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 sometimes music doesn't always have to fit the mood you're in. It it sometimes it just reminds you of another mood that you had before. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's why it's a universal language. It's, it's, it can put you in a different mood. And, um, and to me, that's like the artists I fell in love with and the songs I go to, it's, it puts me in a mood. It's like, if I'm, if I'm right here and I want to get here, I have a song for that. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's what it's always been for me. That's what drew me to it. And I, and I wanted to, I wanted to create moods for people because it helped me. And so, and so, and also I thought, you know, maybe I could create moods for myself but I don't really like listening to my own music. So <laughs> <laughs> I found that out pretty quick because I have to hear it over and over again when I'm recording it. And, uh, but, but it, it's always an honor when you see somebody saying that they, they got that mood out of something you did. And that's, that's always been the goal. And so to see it come to fruition to hear people, and especially in this day and time with social media DM and be like, man, this song got me through this, or this really helped here. I mean, that's everything, man. That's why you do it. Yeah. Is it, What's so powerful about being able to influence someone like that? Like, how did? Why does that grip you so much? Um, that's a good question. I've always, I've always in sport. I think it comes from sports for me. Um, I've always been a captain or a leader on the team. I've always wanted to take the, be the blame on the losses and uh, be a part of the team on the wins. It's just how I've been raised. I've, I saw that through my grandmother, who was this powerful, amazing woman that just didn't take shit from anybody yeah. especially in a time when women didn't stand a chance almost and she just worked her way up from receptionist to president of sony publishing mm. said i don't give wow. a shit and 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 but i watched her do that with this grace this southern bell grace of just loving people but also being a badass and and that's what taking the l's on your shoulders and putting the wins on everyone else's mm. and with that comes a peace of mind that i guess we keep coming back to um, to me, that's just how my brain works. It's, it's how I function. It's how I like building a team. It's how I feel the most safe and comfortable, um, where I can, 
I'm, I'm happy to call the losses and put it all on me, but I like to share wins more than anything in the world. I like to stand on stage with my best friends and accept an award and, and to do that with them. It's, it's fun for me. It's, and I've always wanted to be, I love coaching. I, I love that because I had great coaches growing up. I had great people coach me and influence me. And I've seen what that can do. And so I, I think it's just a part of, you know, the full circle. You, you owe it back. You got to pay it, pay it forward. And uh, I've, I've done that since I was, it's just been what I've wanted to do since I was a kid. Whatever I can do, I just want to, I want to help other people figure out what they want to do. Yeah. I guess that's truly what it is. What sport do you play? Played all sports, um, I, but football ended up being what I thought I was going to do. What position? Um, I played linebacker, um, tied in yeah, my back. <laughs> I pay for it now every day I wake up. Um, but I loved it because it taught me about a team. You know, in football, there's there's 11 people on the field. If you're worried about someone else doing their job, then you're not going to be able to do yours. And when you're when you're only worried about doing your job and you trust the other 10, you win. We won a state. We won a championship. We I learned I learned what it what buying into a system, believing in each other does. I've seen it. I've I've been through it, and we won. And so when I'm building a team, if you're if you're you know always watching over somebody or you know, just being that shadow on the wall, just staring at people and not letting them do what they do best, that's when they freak out. That's when nothing happens. That's when it all collides. But when you work in a harmony and you trust everybody, it's when the best team happens. And I learned that from sports. And so I try to carry that on with my stuff too. And um, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, it, it, I love teams. I just truly love teams. I hate I hate thing like anything I have to do by myself. Always bring somebody with me. Like we had like I had to shoot a music video for a song we just did called Bigger Mistakes, and my manager's like, "We're gonna go to Vegas." And first off, I hate going to Vegas. Why? Because I make big mistakes in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I was just like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna bring my other guitar player with me. He's one of my best friends. Like, can he come? I just need somebody. I need someone to do it with." Yeah. I always like bringing people along. Um, and I don't know. That's just. It's the way I am. It's my comfort zone. Yeah. I like to share things with people. There's, I get nothing out of doing anything by myself. I truly don't. And that's not just saying that. I, I, I have to. I love sharing experiences with each other. Yeah. Whether it's smoking weed the first time or, <laughs> or celebrating, you know, hit songs together. I love, I love sharing experiences. Well, you recently put out a, an Instagram post about a song you wrote with your best friends. Yeah. What, what was the the thought process there? Like you just decided to regroup and. Yeah. Um, so when we started writing, when we all got our publishing deals was around seven or eight years ago. And for people that don't know, a publishing deal is you get signed as a songwriter and your job is to write songs every single day. And they'll pitch your song to other artists and hopefully that artist cuts your song. And hopefully that song makes the record and then hopefully that record becomes a single. And there's so so, so many lives. Cut that song. Cut that song. Cut cutting means uh you know record the song. Okay. Sorry, that's a term. Yeah. That's just I've heard it and I'm yeah, like yeah. I cut the record. Yeah, you think like cut it, it off? No, no, I, it I means I've like said it before. I just never knew what it meant. Yeah, yeah, it means like I got a cut. Like a cut means I got that he's recording the song. Gotcha. He or she yeah. is recording the song. And so um, when we all started together, that's we were all writing together. But when we all got publishing deals, then your publishers start making you write with other people. And so everyone had their own success spidered out in their own ways. And so it's some it's fun to sit back down and be like, hey, man, congrats. We were all talking about one day, you know, having a number one song, doing this stuff. Like, But now that it's all happened, we don't ever do it how we started. And so getting back to that core group again was awesome. And, and yeah, we wrote, we wrote We Got History together, and it just kind of popped out because it just felt like old times. It felt like natural. It felt organic. And it was just fun, man. And those are some of my best friends. I couldn't be more proud of them. And what they've accomplished and the songs that they've written and uh yeah man it's just it's just good to ch sit back and, and start and start <laughs> yeah, where you came course. from man okay. get back to where you come from and what like to go backwards and then you're at a point now where you're starting to see growth in the career you're getting notoriety you're you're selling out shows you're touring you're doing all these things why is it so important to take a step back from that and go, I want to go back to my roots. Sanity, mental health. Man. I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's this, it's not real. The whole artists, athletes, celebrities are cool. They're, they're not, they're just, that's just what someone thinks is cool at the time. It's just like any other job. It's just as stressful as an accountant. That's, you know, 
working with a billionaire's money. Like they could lose at any time and that, that stress, you know, if they can make one bad decision, financial decision and ruin someone's life, um, you know, we could do that too. If I say something stupid by accident, there's, there's people that aren't going to get paid anymore because they believed in me to, you know, to, to go with me and to make money off of what this looks like, you know, yeah. this trajectory. And so that pressure just sucks. It's not why you pick up a guitar as a kid. And so that's real life. That's the adulting. That's the job. Mm-hmm. And um, that's anybody's job. We all can make mistakes and, and fuck up our jobs. <laughs> and so like to get back so you to get back to feel like a kid again is healthy. Yeah. It's when you had no worries. When you're in college and you're writing songs, not because if you don't have a hit, you're screwed because you like writing songs. Yeah. And uh, you like hanging out with your friends and you like, you know, talking shit and drinking beer and, you know, just catching up, man. It's it's a it's a mental reset. And I think it's important. I think friendships and a good foundation of, um, and and I mean, in the, in the diversity of what everyone does. Don't just surround yourself with artists. Don't if like for my career, I all my friends that I was in band with, I got accountants, I got plumbers, I've got uh, printers, I got, you know, all over the place. And we, yeah. we we don't care. We're just friends again. Like nobody talks about their job or what we do. And I love that because that's so fake no one cares <laughs> like truly nobody cares <laughs> well, I, we, we care about you know what we cared about then yeah and so that's i still got a fantasy football league that nice. we've had for 17 years nice. Dude, we and, were talking about yeah. that yesterday yeah, I, like, just did, I just league. did a fantasy football nice. it was like 12 years wow yes yeah, 13 years with the same with at least eight of them with the same same core guys yeah man. and it's 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 crazy like that really builds like do you do a live draft yes we we get together that's, that is the best all my high school buddies year, yeah man. oh my gosh i tell my wife i'm it's one of my that's most it. we it. just eat a bunch of pizza <laughs> grab a couple beers sit down there and just catch up and talk shit about each other's that's teams it. that's <laughs> it's that's so it. much oh my god i'm not even a big oh, fantasy for, i'm like i pay i pay over 100 bucks to pretty much talk shit yeah yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. that's what and it that, is like, it's i can release and just talk and i'm pissed and i pissed them all off yeah, every single one of you, every single, like all the other people, but then I see them. It's like, how ah, you doing, but it's like I love you too, man. Like yeah, you know, man. but it's like all year. I'm just like, I can't stand you. Hope you lose. Team <laughs> sucks. Person you drafted is stupid. Let's make a stupid bet. Like yeah, you know, all year. It's why why do we love that? I it's because it's there's there's no uh, there's no risk to that. Yeah, it's just it's just reward. There's no risk to that. It's not losing a hundred bucks. It's 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 literally being able to hang out and just like that is literally nowhere in the world. Yeah. That's just fantasy football with your buddies. Doesn't There's matter. you like I come I came home so just refreshed and happy to my wife after that night just getting to talk with my friends again. And, I, and yeah, full circle back to what we were talking about. It, it's important to slow down and do that because um it's a reset. You got to we you always got to restart a computer sometime when it starts mm-hmm. bugging out. Yeah. You know, take the N64 game out, blow on yeah. it a little bit, throw <laughs> yeah, it back yeah. in there. <laughs> we all need to get uh you know cleaned out a little bit sometimes and yeah. um yeah, man, I think it's healthy. And I've, especially as I get older and been doing this a lot longer, I cherish those and put those in my calendar, um, you know, for the health and the mental health part of it. I mean, it's important. Yeah. So speaking of getting older, happy belated birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. You just recently celebrated. Yeah, yeah. How old are you now? 34 years old. 34. Yeah. What do you know now at 34 that you didn't know when you first started? Oh, man. A lot of things. Um, patience has been a virtue um, <laughs> um, no it's I guess back to what we're talking about more when we when I started it was all about I gotta get the number one I gotta get on this tour and this stuff and then like to me and this is all humbleness aside like I expect to do that when I go out to do something I expect to do it mm. I'm I'm very grateful and humbled when, 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 it, when this stuff has happened but I didn't I didn't think it wouldn't like i'm not saying that like arrogantly i was like i I wanted it to and i that was the plan there was a belief there, there was a it's what i wanted to do yeah. and so when it when it happens and you think it's like it's not everyone's like oh my gosh you should celebrate and i was like well i already already won in my i already did that yeah, in my yeah. head that's like i just assumed this would happen yeah. so it's like you have these people trying to tell you how to celebrate the same way you have people try to tell you how to grieve when bad things happen it's mm-hmm. like man i think we all you know, you don't understand, like, like for instance, like, I've lost family members and stuff. Uh, dad had kids. It's like, it's like when it happens, they're like, why aren't you crying? I was like, well, I've already, I've already been, I've already expected this. Mm-hmm. I already went there. Right. So it, to me, it's all preparation. Preparation is important for your mind, for stability. And I do that on every level of my life. 
um, so that when 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 whatever happens, good or bad, when it gets there, I can stay pretty even. Um, and if it, it freaks people, people people like, well, you're ungrateful. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I've, I'm not ungrateful at all. I'm, I'm just like this. This was the plan. And what I'm what I'm scared of is what's next. Is there is there something? Am I going to be able to to keep up with everybody else's expectations and stuff? Um, and then you create, and then you start create. You get in your own hand. You start creating some that like that was never part of your plan. Because mm-hmm. now you're like, well, I got to come up with something, and it's based it's on a, what other people. Yes, think. exactly. And it's a big, big jumbled mess, man. And it's it's it's. So I think from what I knew earlier, I didn't know any of that to now how to how to kind of prioritize, and um, and look back and and do do a little bit of celebrating when you, when you reach some of these milestones because you don't always have to be looking towards the next thing. Hmm. Um, that was, that was, you know, that's a hard one. It, it, it's, it's tough, man, especially in, you know, this day and time out of sight, out of mind. Um, what's next? I mean, you, I mean, a horrible event can happen on earth and people forget about it in a week, Yeah. let alone your career. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. But when you have, you, as you get older, I think you start caring about things that, you know, family, friends, like we talked about that kind of give you a, a breath, um, it allows you to take a breath now and kind of focus on the bigger picture, which is, man, if I just keep doing what I'm doing, it's going to do what it's going to do. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no, like, at the end of the day, it's not going to go any further than it was supposed to go, and it ain't going to go any less than it is. And so I think that's what I've learned more than I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, all you can control, control is, like, where you're at. If if I'm mentally good and everything's working out, then I'm at my best. If I'm not, I don't stand a chance. So that's what I focus on now more than anything. Nice. I want yeah. I want to touch on you're saying how like your brain works. I was wondering as like a songwriter. Yeah. Is it like do you like set time away to write a song? Is it like sometimes you're just inspired right away? Do you have to be in a yeah. certain mood, certain room? I, I miss that. I miss I miss um I miss writing that way. Because when it's become a job, it's um like I can take out my phone right now and show you the calendar. It's uh, I don't know next week when I'm home, they our publishers will have put in at eleven o'clock. Show up at this place, and there here's the two people you're writing with that day. Mm. So like we're we're set up to write with different people every day, um, and we don't know what we're writing until we get there and we sit down just like this, just have a conversation mm-hmm. for about thirty minutes, talk the shit, and then we'll figure out something to write about. But um, that's so structured. And I don't always have something to write about <laughs> every yeah. day at eleven o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so you gotta show up with something. You're yeah, like, it's it's nothing. like, dude, I have nothing. <laughs> Hopefully, you do. And and it is sometimes like one person will have a great idea, and then it's boom. Now I'm, now my head's going off. But like, right. I don't always have an idea going into it, and so I miss, I miss the spontaneousness mm-hmm. of when I was starting, and it wasn't a job of, like, oh, I'm riding home and my, you know, Mercury Mountaineer that's squeaking like crazy, and all of a sudden that made me think of something. I want to get home immediately and pick up the guitar. Mm-hmm midnight it doesn't matter what it is but now it's so scheduled it's like if that starts happening in my brain like i'll write it down to my phone so that i can write it at 11 o'clock the next day instead of writing it then and i and can you schedule creativity (laughs) they try (laughs) (laughs) so um do you find it constricts you yes yeah for sure and that's why i try to write with my if we're going to schedule it try to write my best friend so i can be a little un you know unrestricted but it's just kind of how the business part of it works now as of recently, I have found um, like uh, like on the bus on the road. I've, I've finally put a guitar in the bus, nice. and because it's around, I pick it up more again. Yeah. Not just like they got to a point where a couple years, like you know, I'm just playing guitar when I'm on stage. Like I'm not practicing when I'm off stage. I'm mm. not, I'm not you know, I'm, I'm playing or when I'm writing a song. I'm not sitting down and just picking up a guitar because I walked by it, and that's what got it all started. That's where the fire grew, yeah. and and so. I made a thing. I put a guitar in every room of my house now, and I like very accessible, and so I can walk through and I just pick it up, and it's been awesome to do that because now I'm writing riffs again. I'm, I'm getting inspired again because it's um, I'm making a known effort to do it again that way instead of making it so, like you said, uh, scheduled. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, it's tough. I want to go back to you mentioned your dad. Yeah. He passed from cancer. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, thanks, man. A lot of people deal with this crap. <laughs> well, uh, I want to know how, if I may, yeah, yeah. I want to know how you dealt with it. Because you said that yeah. you, it sounded like you said you processed it before it actually happened. Yeah. So, 
I mean, mom and mom and dad. So I have a younger brother, three years younger than me. My only sibling. He plays bass with me. Um, he's been on the road with me forever, and uh, we're very close. We weren't super close growing up. That three year difference is like the the you know, where you battle until until you can have a beer in college, <laughs> and everything changes. Um, but mom, our mom and dad were amazing parents. Um, you know, they did everything in the world for us, and which means they also kept a lot of shit from us. Which, you know, they didn't let, me, let us know how sick he was. And I was in college, and um, my brother was in high school. And always, you know, when they go to the doctor, they come back with, new, you know, all the optimistic shit, not the real shit. Right. And, and you know, I've talked to my mom about that, especially now. she's She's got breast cancer. She actually, on my birthday, she, she had, last year she got diagnosed. She's actually cancer-free. She told me on my birthday now, which is great. Congratulations. So, th- yeah, I'm stoked on that, but... Um, when she called me and my brother to tell me that she had cancer, I made sure that she, I said, well, we ain't going to do what happened with dad. You're going to tell me everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to know exactly everything because when it came down to dad's last, you know, week or so, um, I didn't know. I just got a call from college. Hey, come home. And so I didn't get to say everything I want. I didn't get to process that, but all I needed was a week to say, no, he's going to die. And, um, you know, and that's all I needed to like when it happened to not to not just like break down and ball crying and you know when the funeral I'm sitting there. I mean I definitely teared up and had my moments, but right. it's it's just like I was able to process that. I wish I'd have been able to process uh, what I wanted to say to him longer. I can handle bad things. That happens to everybody. Um, but I but when it comes to death, uh, I want to tell people everything. Um, and I guess that, I mean, I guess that applies to just living. I think you should mm. just tell everyone everything now because it could happen at any moment. Not everyone gets the luxury of knowing how much time they have left. Sure. Um, if that is a luxury. Um, I think, you know, if you do have that, then you should use that to your benefit um, because some people don't. And so I was, you know, I told my mom, I was like, I just, I, I understand why y'all did it and why you kept it from me and my brother, but you got to understand that as a son, I didn't get to say everything I wanted to say to him because those last days are all, you know, plugged in and, you know, injected with all kinds of shit to make him comfortable. And I, I don't know how much he heard. I like to think he heard a lot, but you know, I, that's the difference now. And that's another thing from, from starting to getting older, that wisdom of knowing, Hey, I want to know, I want to know, not just don't hide it from me. And, and to mom's defense, I was a hypochondriac, like a crazy growing up, like a kid. I, I always had something like if I, you know, something in my arm. Oh, this bump, I'm dying. I've got, you know, every, you know, it's crazy. So I know where it comes from. And my dad was the strongest dude in the world, selfless as anything. I mean, gave up every dream he had to support me and my brother. So I know why they did it. But that's why I told my mom when that happened. And when, you know, through the music industry and my charity, I've got a cancer charity. I've gotten to meet the best in the world with cancer. And um, when my mom told me that, I went. I made a phone call the second I left, and we got her in with the best. And I and that's that's a God thing for me. Thank you for the people that you put in my life that I've met since then. And I wish I had those connections back then, but I wasn't in in the music industry then. And so it's it's having that honesty has been everything. I think it's healthier. It's brought me and my mom closer. Just not that we were far apart, she, but we just don't share a lot. You know, she was a very mother father type love. Where it's like you, they keep the mother and father part, the husband and wife, that private, stuff so yeah. private, and uh, which I do think there's a good balance to that. And the kids don't need to know everything, mm-hmm. but but now as I get older, I'm like, hey, well, I'm here. I guess I'm taking the role now of dad, and um, I, I need to know everything. I want to know everything because if I don't, I can't help, and it doesn't help me. Have you reconciled the the fact that you didn't get to say everything you wanted to say? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you ever truly reconcile that. I just, I just understand it. I just, mm-hmm. and that's where I, I think faith for me comes in. I do believe I'll, I'll be able to see him again someday. I have to, that's just my personal, you know, how I believe, how I cope with things. I don't believe every, the way I was raised, I was raised in Christian schools and, um, very down the middle Bible. And I don't believe everything the same way that I was taught like that. I, I believe, I believe in a God. I believe in the, in, in the spiritualness of it. I believe that there's something way bigger than me. And, um, 
and if you know if I'm wrong, then I'm right where everything. Then then I'm right where <laughs> it is anyway. Way, <laughs> so right? it does. Yeah. So I, I I like to always believe there's someone better than me and bigger than me. And Dad said that too. Every time I'd have a good game at sports, hey Mitchell, great game. Remember, there's always someone better than you. And the same, hey Mitchell, bad day. Remember, there's always someone worse, having a worse or one. So I, those two extremes have kind of guided me through the whole thing. And I think when it comes to reconcile, that's I just hear him saying, hey, bad day. Someone's got it worse. Someone lost their mom and their dad. Someone, yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah. So that's how I reconcile. It's like it's like it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. I'm, I'm. I don't have it the worst. I don't have it the best. Mm-hmm. And I can live. I can live very, very good knowing that. So you're 34, and this happened eight years ago. So you were 26. Eight or I was 25. So 25. yeah, no, yeah. I'm not good at math. If yeah. We were, <laughs> <laughs> if we were to meet 25 year old Mitchell, what would we see? <laughs> Oh man, um, I mean, right there, like in that moment. Ext- in that moment, uh, I was taking care of everyone else, to- for sure. Yeah, I mean, my brother especially, um, mom. It, I just, it was just almost like obvious um, that it's it's my job now. I'm f- I'm taking over his job, and my grandmother. So she ran the family, like, cause she, like I said, she was a badass that worked her way up to president, right, like running things in town like like when the Nashville was the hottest and I mean she signed everyone from Taylor Swift to Brooks and Dunn like as songwriters and um and she kind of led the family she every birthday we'd go to her house every Christmas everything she was a leader and she got sick and uh you know literally became from president to couldn't put her own clothes on like like some kind of dem- wasn't dement she flatlined from E. coli that lack of oxygen to the brain literally just it was almost like an alzheimer's but it wasn't alzheimer's but that's the only way i can explain it we sure. took her everywhere mayo no one could figure it out but from losing that staple of our family to then dad i was just it was just next in line you know mm-hmm. simba here we come <laughs> just it just it's what it was and so i didn't really have time to to think about it, it was just it's just the way humans work it's just the way you know you watch animals work it's the next in line and you, you kind of just take that so and my wife talks to me too. It's like, have you had time to process that? And I'm like, I I have. It's just not in the way that you would have processed it. Processed it. Hmm. Um, and that's what everybody thinks. It's like I've already. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The the the, and I always say that to people now that they're losing their their parents. Because it's what advice do you give? The, the there's no advice. There's nothing like, hey, if you need anything, that's always the easy one. Like we don't need anything. But what I tell them is, literally, I say, hey. Grieve the way you want to grieve. Yeah, that is the advice. I say, don't let anyone tell you how to grieve. Grieve how you want. If you want to be happy and act like it's not happening, fine, do it. If you want to ball out in a ball and cry and do it, but don't let anyone tell you how to do it. That's the advice to when you lose somebody close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that I have. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, and I will call me if you need anything for sure, and I'll be there in a heartbeat. But that doesn't do anybody any good. Right. What 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 I would have liked to have heard is, hey, whatever, however you're dealing with that, that's okay, and so that's what I try to, what I try to tell people when they're going through this shit, man. Yeah, that's true because everybody grieves differently. That's what they yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's, it's hard. It's hard to be able to, because there's so much you don't know how close that person is to you. So like, obviously, the outside is like, yo, you're not crying. It's like, well, you don't know if I cried later or I might cry later right. or like how long it takes for the process is. Because like for me, I think about like if. I say if, but like when my grandmother yeah. dies, it's like yeah. for me, I know it's gonna take me a while to process that, so I might not cry at first, yeah, because in my mind, she's still not gone yet, right? It's and like it's they're on like, a long vacation, yeah, and then it's like it takes a while <laughs> to realize, okay, now, okay, now that it hits, it might hit you, it might hit you three, four months later, which it does yeah. to some people. It, it did for me, it took it took about eight months for it to really hit. I was we were in a van and I always drove, I didn't, I don't trust my guys driving <laughs> before we got buses and everything, and we were traveling the country in a van, and uh, it, I remember. We were in the middle of nowhere, somewhere outside of Kansas, going to a show, dead tired. All the guys are asleep in the back. It's raining. Um, we're on tour, not making any money, but our songs are getting starting to get played on the radio. And so we got this good stuff happening, but I'm exhausted, and it's raining, and I'm just looking at the wheel, and then all of a sudden it just hit me because I just wanted to tell him. like, uh, you know, I just wanted to call and be like, hey, I'm out on the road right now. This is happening, but you couldn't. I couldn't, and then, dude, that's where it just, just now. I just start bawling, crying, driving. All the dudes are asleep, and then 
and that's all it took. And then after after that, you know, twenty minutes, it was like I'm good. That's all I needed. And and that's all it has to be. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. It just has to be that come to come to realization that it's real. He's not coming. He's not on that long vacation. Mm -hmm. She's not on that long vacation. Um, Because I can I I deal with it every day with my wife. I mean. I, I don't see her as much, but I know she's coming back. Yeah. I know she's going to see her. And so to me, I can miss, I can, I can l- lose people for months at a time and be okay with it. Cause I know they're coming back. Yeah. It's when you finally realize they're not, that's when it, when it hits you and it takes a minute. Yeah. It just, it takes that one real thing where it's like, I can't call him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I remember that moment very specifically. And I had, I had friends um, in the industry that lost their dad that told me that would happen. I'm like, they were like, it happened to us months down the road, same thing. And uh, I was like, okay, well, whatever. Never thought about it. And when it did, I was like, man, they, they warned me about that. And then they were right. Why is it important though to, to let that process play out? And, and also not to, I guess what I'm trying to yeah. say here or ask is there's a lot of, at least in what we're seeing, a lot of criticism when men, talk about the fact that yeah. hey i broke down <laughs> and i started crying because i lost a parent or whatnot it's like no you're not supposed to you're a man yeah but you're openly saying hey this is what happened to me and you talk about it from the lens of it happened to me and i felt better afterwards what would you say to the guys out there who are holding on to things that aren't won't let themselves feel it well i guess you'd have to ask them why first why are you doing that um, is someone in your life making fun of you for doing that? Is um, is someone criticizing you for doing that? If, if that's the case, then you're surrounding yourself with horseshit people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I get this world's so crazy right now too, man. With social media and this everything, we all we all start believing. We we can change our entire beliefs off of a post, man. It, <laughs> it, 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 it's yeah. it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So. I think that comes back to having that core friendship uh, of something, something to something solid, right. something to stand on, something to fall back on. Um, and it doesn't have to be a group of people. It could be one person, but it's, I think it's your goal in life. You need to find someone that you can vent to every cowboy, every cowboy has got to cry to. I mean, I believe that <laughs> like I, it, it, and I'm not about gender roles or anything, but yeah, men are supposed to be tougher, right? That's that's the the idea, and you can be, you can still be. That doesn't. I don't think crying makes you weak. I've, you. I've never thought that. Yeah, I, I've I've never thought that. I I I think, um, and not to push it on the cliche side, of crying makes you tough. It's just crying is just human. It's just human. what you do. I I don't think there's it's an any, outlet. Yeah, I, I I don't know where that got construed. Um. You know, maybe in the fifties and stuff back in the time, <laughs> it was just like men need to do this, women do that. But it's, I never felt that way. My dad was tough, but I saw him cry when he needed to. I mean, he he was definitely a man. He was a man's man, and uh, but he he never didn't cry when he needed to. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't something that was hidden. We men just don't cry as much <laughs> too. Like we we handle things differently for the most part. Some do, yeah. but generally it's just kind of the way it, we're wired. Biologically, we deal with a lot of shit here. That's why we men go crazier a lot of times. <laughs> it's just there's there's a lot to it. Uh, sci- I mean, we're just built different, and so uh, we we hold a lot in. But I've God, man, getting older, it's just so much better to let it out and to have those. You have to have those nights with your friends. Just a vent. Venting oh, yeah. so healthy. Same same with therapy. Like you know, people are always scared to go to a therapist or something. And I, I admit, I've been that guy. I was like, I don't need it. I got my own. I got my own therapy in my mind. It's fine. I can handle it until like you can, you can have a different type of therapy. You don't have to lay down on a couch and have them guide your life. You can just go to somebody and just talk, just talk to them. Just talk to them. Like I I went, I went for the first time like a couple, couple months ago and loved it, man. She didn't, she didn't give me advice on how to fix any of this shit. She knew that I could do that myself. She just listened and it was awesome. And I have friends that'll do that too, but it's not the same. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to, that doesn't make you crazy. People are, you know, people have that stigma of, oh, you're crazy if you go to this. If you go, if you if, if you try to better yourself, you're crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Which is crazy in itself, so, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. No, I, no, I, but it's, it, it's all valid points. I don't understand why guys would not want to better themselves. Why would you not want to become a better version of you? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, you know, stubborn old ways. Stubborn old ways. And, uh, you know, just like anything, wait, 
it's not that it was wrong back then. It's just we're learning more now. We're learning. Yeah. We're learning a lot more. There's a lot more people on this earth. There's a lot more shit to deal with yeah. these days than there was 50 years ago. Um, there's just a lot more, and with that, with that technology comes, you know, learning more of how to handle it. Um, you know, back, you know, if I want to go back to the Bible times, I mean, shoot, you, you know, you don't have a computer, you don't have a cell phone, you don't have you know, the cheating going around, like, is, is he, you know, you don't have all these distractions on earth. I mean, there was definitely there's back then, but it's like, well, you know, like, yes, it was very easier to have those roles back then because that's, there wasn't as much to do every day. It was a different, it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. There yeah. wasn't, there wasn't, you can't go to a ball game down the road. There, there wasn't things that changed your perspective yeah. all day long. It was like work, eat, live. Yeah. And so now it's, it's different. So like, yes, we're going to be different. So I think it's just, it's just catching up. I think some people are still behind. Some people are too far ahead. I think I think people need to meet kind of in the middle of what, what what's actually sane and what's healthy. Yeah. And um, I think everybody's trying to figure that out. I definitely don't have that answer, but I know what works for me is, like you said earlier, slow down, get back to your roots, and I think you'll figure it out from there. I think I think I think when you're trying to better yourself, the the world helps. The world sure. helps out. I truly yeah. believe that. And. The energy around that, I truly believe that. If you're trying, if you're trying to better yourself, it'll, I, it, it'll work. Your your dad was in the Air Force. Granddad was in the Air Force. Uh, dad dad was not in the military. Gotcha. No. Yeah. What is it about the military? You you also had a similar interview where you talked about your affection for yeah. people who serve. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, especially you know America. I mean, I I think America and Canada are, are similar in a lot of ways. I mean, we definitely have different political things but um but as far as the freedom aspect of it and fighting and, and people dying for it and it's whether it was for the right causes or not we don't always know there's mm-hmm. some the especially some of the shit we've gone to war for yeah. it's it's it doesn't really matter because someone did go and die for that and so to not have respect for someone that did whether they knew what they were fighting for or not it was all under this this circle of for my country, for freedom. So whether they were right or wrong, or whether they should, should have had the insight, oh, that was a stupid war. They they believed that, and they were doing that selflessly, for the belief that this is helping the benefit our country sure, for yeah. freedom. And in most cases, it's not like they really had a choice. Yeah, well, right? and, like and especially not the ones back then, deciding yeah. where they're going. Exactly. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, I mean, especially back then when there was a draft, you didn't have a choice. Right. And and a lot of people, military is the last option for them. Like it's like they, you know, it's that or homelessness. It's and that's how a lot of military happens. So there isn't always a lot of choice. So when you think about that human being that's going out there scared to death, um, I just I just respect it. I just respect it. I, I've got to respect um, how terrifying that's got to be yeah. to go into battle, to go into war, and and um, and see what they've seen and deal with I it. Couldn't imagine. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I. I can't imagine. I didn't do it. I, I did not sign up to do any of that. And um, so it's just just respect is is really all it is. Um, you can have your beliefs, and I respect your beliefs. Anybody's on on it all, but military is it's it's wild. And uh, I just have the utmost respect for anybody that's in it for what they have to do to train for their lives, and then what they have to deal with when they come home. Because you want to talk about that mental side of be tough. Well, that's what they're wired to do, yeah. and so that's why you see all this craziness. And I don't think, personally, in in our government, that they have enough help for uh, what they went and did. They don't give them enough help when they come back. It's kind of sad and ridiculous, um, and that's why you see bad cases and craziness and sure, mental illness. PTSD. Yeah, PTSD, it's and insane. just it makes sense though. Like, it's, yeah, you can't even as much as like might think what they might see. It's it's worse too, it, and it's. It's worse, and if because, that, like it's nothing, and you don't same thing. You don't get any time to process it because it's okay. Next thing, got to keep moving. Or yeah, don't talk about this. And then yeah, don't talk years. about this. Or, and then they they have to. I so I've done I've done I've gotten to do a bunch of military stuff, charity work, and sometimes we create events is this really awesome thing where you get to write with you write songs with um, with military, and they'll like that's the only time they sometimes open up. Like it's pretty cool, and they'll start telling mm-hmm. a. Cr- a crazy story just to get it out in song and yeah. uh some like some of the family members like he's never said this ever and he's this is the first time we've ever heard this story and it's you know this i don't know why but when there's a guitar involved sometimes they feel like opening up but mm-hmm. there's also this thing that i heard talking to them that 
there's this there's this like if they if they open up when they get home that they're going to disappoint their friends that aren't opening up which is like i didn't even think about that dynamic but that's real to them mm. it's like oh my gosh this is something that's sacred to us that we keep close mm do not share this with other people sure, yeah. and then if they want to do that to be mentally to help them then they're going to piss off their buddy that they went to battle with and i was like man gosh i didn't even think about that other layer of just I, I don't it's know. the unseen layer that we don't yeah we don't comprehend that's just a whole other thing with. they have to deal with yeah. yeah on top of what they dealt with now they don't want to disappoint their buddy that they dealt with it with yeah. <laughs> it's like dude that's you just how complicated that is and so i don't know i just i think military deserves to be respected and then like anybody they also deserve to respect you don't come like you chose if in this day and time you choose to go there so don't come back with an arrogance but you do deserve you do deserve you know my respect i will i will you know do anything i can do you know for you and you know as as long as there's that mutual respect there yeah. um and for the most part that what i've seen it's it's just a bunch of people trying to figure out how to talk about it yeah. Just like anything, and they just they just need someone to say it's okay, and you know, guitars and golf have helped <laughs> in, in my sense with that because everybody can get out there, have a couple bourbons, start swinging a club around, and everyone starts feeling happy. It's again, it's that camaraderie, that friendship, that feeling a part of something else that, that helps. Well, don't they say that golf was invented for men to just have a reason to talk to each other? <laughs> hey, man, you know what? That's why we do it. That's why I, I get out there. God, I mean. It's the most frustrating game in the world, but again, it gives me five <laughs> hours to just be with my buddies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And then just seeing who my granddad was, too, as part of military, just he was able to separate the two. Uh, but I know a lot of people weren't, can't. And so I, I did get to see the good side of that and get get some of the good, good uh, you know, the discipline part of it, which is good. We need discipline. This world needs discipline again. We are we are lacking in discipline. Mm. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want. And that's just not the case. I think we need a good amount of discipline, and uh, that's truly just respecting each other. Mm. Yeah. And so we're getting there. We're getting we're getting better. Slowly <laughs> I mean, but surely. America's you know four hundred years old. That's four people. I think we've done <laughs> we're doing pretty good with four people. Yeah. It, 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 we're we're working on it. We got a lot yeah. to work on, but with with four people, I think we're we're, we're doing we're doing okay. We're getting there. Do you we, feel a sense of responsibility? Because of these things, because these things are so important to you, do you feel a sense of responsibility to use your platform, your music, to speak to to people in this way? Yeah, that's always my thing, especially when it comes to politics and stuff. Um, so you're passionate about these things. I'm, I'm very passionate, but also I, I I don't know that I'm right, and so I do understand that people, for whatever reason, listen to what I say sometimes. Not, and and I don't want to say I don't want to say something that I might feel now that two years later I learned that I'm wrong at and someone listen to me and, and take that as like solid advice. I, I, I don't think that that's my job. Hmm. Um, it's not my job to tell people my opinions on politics or, or stuff like that. If you ask, if you ask me, I will, but I'm not going to come out and just tell you because it's how I feel that day. I, I, I actually, sometimes I want to, I'm like, if something happened, I'm like, I want to speak my mind on that. And I'm like, no, it's not, I don't want to do that because if you're ignorant and I could be ignorant, I could be ignorant that I'm just, that I'm putting poison out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put poison out. I'm always down for conversations. If you want to talk, I'll have a talk and we can, we can learn. But me putting out an emotion, it, 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 I don't think that's what they mean with, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, I, I think the responsibility is shut your mouth. <laughs> like I truly do. No one, no one unless it's something that's just obvious needs to, that's just very blatant obvious yeah. like but but there's a lot of there's a lot of diver, there's a lot of divisiveness going on in our lives and it's just we're all trying to figure it out right. and so a hot take it might not be the right take and well, so it also I just, goes back yeah. to the point you made of you know you say the wrong thing suddenly the people you're responsible yeah. for might a lose absolutely income. that too yeah. And again, I, I like this comment. I love having this conversation. This is how it should happen. These are like talk, talk, open up. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to push any, any agenda on my own. Um, just not for me. I mean, if somebody else wants to do it, fine. I, I like, I like, you know, I like standing a chance at meeting someone before they've already made a perception of me. Right. Um, I like giving everyone a chance that way. I'd rather have that chance for someone too. Even if I'm completely disagreeing with somebody, I'd rather, I'd rather 
if, if we do this, then I find that we don't really disagree. Right. But it, but if I already if I think I already know what you believe in or this, then we don't stand a chance when we sit down here. Yeah. It's it just it's because it's so warped now. There's just people have always had different opinions, and still been great friends. Sure. But now it's so polarizing. Sometimes so, you can't even have conversations. You can't with have friends. a conversation yeah. yet because people have already made up their mind on shit. When it's like yeah. if we just sit down and talk. We're probably going to meet in the middle on ninety percent of everything. Yeah. The ten percent is what we think is is devastating, and it really isn't. Yeah, I think when it's like it gets because people might take your opinion as a fact. Yeah, exactly. Like Mitchell's saying that this is what it is. Like, no, just like, and it's crazy because when you exactly. get to your level, it's like it's it's hard to have an opinion because like everybody has an opinion on things. Yeah, and you and because you're not an expert, and it's like no, it's just my opinion. I know I can be wrong. Yeah. Even, I'll be even saying I can be wrong, but people just hear that. Oh, yeah, that's a fact now. This is what he is, and yeah. you say that, and it's built into a whole other thing. So it's just easier to just be like, I don't want to get involved in that. And that's that's what I do. Uh, you're right. That's what you said. It's in. It's. I don't want people to take my opinion as a fact. It's. It's not. The the only thing that I have as a fact is I got a song coming out. <laughs> like, like it, that's all I know. And like, do you like it or not? That's a fact. Like, is it working or not? That's a fact. Um, where I'm at in life. I'm, what I believe at 34 is not what I believed at 30. It's, sure. it's not what I believed You're at 25. So, so for me to come out and take that stance is it's kind of just selfish. Um, I, I've like, it's just, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Um, is there a difference between your public facing persona and the private? Honestly, not really. I got, you know, I kind of got to start early with saying that I have a sense of humor and I just like, I've seen some of the videos. Yeah, like, I like, I, you know, I, and I like, you know, I like to push the boundaries on shit like that. Like, yeah. if you know, it, it, I'm not here to try to offend people, but if you're offended by something that I don't think is offensive, then it's just we're just gonna get, we're just gonna disagree. Like, yeah. I, I try to be very wide open, but things that I think are funny or, or, you know, that's just that's just who I am. Yeah. And then like it just in real life, like we can meet, but we probably wouldn't sit at the same lunch table because you'd be sitting at the lunch table with the friends that you that those conversations you like. And it's fine. Like you, I, you always will welcome it, but you always go off into your your groups. Everyone has yeah. their groups because you fit in with what you fit in with. You don't have to agree. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to agree. Like I just don't get this. This why every all of a sudden everyone thinks everyone has to agree or we hate each other and can't hang out. Yeah, I've never been. I've never grown up that way. I've always like, especially like in in politics. Like I've always grown up with literally both sides. I've always grown up with both sides, left and right of me. I've been in the music industry. Yeah, my whole life. Like it's, you're gonna come across. Yeah, it. I've just yeah. it just was never polarizing like that to me. It was like, oh, who are you voting for? Who are you voting for? Cool, cool, whatever. It was never like, oh my god, you're that or you're. It was it was never that until the last eight years of my life. Yeah, it truly wasn't. Like it went. I don't even remember it. Like it, like it wasn't even like that when I was in college. Like even when when it was Obama versus like it, it that whole it wasn't didn't even feel like that then to me. Yeah, it, it's just it feels like as of recently it's just completely gone. This this crazy way of like and with everything too so with every like, it's not just politics, politics, it's, everything, it's everything man like with like women's rights i mean just every single thing that you could yeah. possibly think of gender women's rights i mean everything in the world it has to be a problem right now yeah, it's like you have to either be here yeah. or here it's like yeah. you're not allowed to be in the middle yeah, there's no like, there's no middle there's yeah. no like hey why don't i why don't like here here's where my middle is i don't care what you look like i don't care what you believe in are you a good person? Yes. Or at least trying to be a good are you, person. Are you a good person? Yeah. Like, I don't care if, like, I don't care if it's anything. If I don't, if you're not a good person, I don't want to hang out with you. Regardless. It has nothing to do with what gender or color of skin, nothing like that. If you suck, you suck, dude. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you just suck. And I don't have to like you just because you're, 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 you're not white. Yeah. Like, I hate that shit. Like, it's like, dude, I, I will love you if you're awesome. Yeah. And, and I want the same respect. If I, if I suck them, then dude, like. I don't. I don't want anything. It, I just hate it. It's like it's. Yeah. It's silly, man. It's like, are you a good person? Then I like you. Then I'll, then we'll we'll have a great conversation. If you're not malicious to people and you don't and you don't want to hurt people, and then we can all find some middle ground there, man. It's just it's nuts, dude. It really is. The world needs more people like you. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> well, world world needs to. I I wrote a song recently that said the world could use a drink. I think I think we all could sit down <laughs> at a bar and have a good conversation here pretty soon, man. I, it's just it's refreshing and i'm really enjoying this conversation with you guys thank Thank you guys it's it's um it's refreshing to see people that they they get it like be patient take your time like it's okay we all come from so completely different backgrounds i know we all do 
and so that meet in the middle is what's fun for me. That that is my favorite part about this industry. I get to meet so many different people from my bubble of growing up in a Christian, you know, high school to play football, like to get out of that bubble and to meet people that didn't grow up with Christianity, didn't grow up with, you know, believed in something completely different. Oh, you don't believe in God at all. Oh my God, you're not Satan. You're a, you're a really good person. Yeah, you're a decent person that's done a lot for life. You're not going straight to like I just insanity to me what I grew up with. Yeah. So if you would have asked me that question back then, I would have sounded like a complete asshole right now. Yeah. I don't believe that way anymore. But yeah. it takes time. And and it is it takes time. It's not doesn't take a timeline on your freaking Instagram. It's mm-hmm. it takes time to figure that out, man. Real time. Real time. Meeting like real that. people. Absolutely. Real conversation. That's what you have to have. And that's the beauty of the long form content, which is Ooh, nice. so, like slowly that. starting to Make it way back. Everything's yeah. so short with the clips and the, and the yeah. thirty wow. seconds, fifteen seconds, ten seconds. It's like when you have that long conversation, you really get to see how someone's brain works. And so it's yeah. like when you it's like might might say something like maybe at minute twenty seven, but you can understand where they're coming from if you listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Can you imagine context, if, dude? Yeah, 100%. Oh, that's the thing. There's never any con- that, people <laughs> there's, care, that people care about context. Anymore. I love how you said that. That's you, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. There's Can you no imagine context. if we had 20 minutes to have this conversation? What could we possibly understand oh, yeah. about you in 20 minutes? Even an hour, yeah, we're man. we're only going to scratch the surface <laughs> yeah. of who you are as a person. And that's more than we ever than I ever get. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I that's that's yeah. why I, that's why I try to keep. You know, keep it strictly business to music, and and try to tell like give you little snippets, in in the songs, and then if we, if the stars align and we get to meet and talk, then then that was that's what we get to do, and we get to, but everyone doesn't have access to that. We don't always have access to each other. We're not yeah. supposed to. All of a sudden, we've been granted unlimited access to everyone. That's not how the world works. Yeah. That's why we're going crazy. Yeah. Because we weren't supposed to know how different we all are, <laughs> but we are. <laughs> That's a really and good now point. and now everyone's freaking out. They're like, "Oh my god, I had no idea." Because yeah, you would have to actually go somewhere, meet that person, sit down and talk with them. Now you can just see them on a freaking screen and make an assumption. And it's like, I don't think we were made to have this much access. No, oh, if you don't see them, you make an assumption. Like you said, yeah, a message get, and, sure. and didn't respond. Oh, you didn't respond right away. You must be distant. It's like, oh well, maybe gosh, I just clicked up my phone and put it down. Like, you, like just because I see your message doesn't mean I have to respond right away. That's a new thing for and, me and, is and learning. Oh, it's hard. Gosh. Yeah, learning that barrier yeah. of like just because my phone went off or you texted me doesn't mean or I. Even that I read are y'all dealing? Are y'all dealing with that too? Yeah, I. Yeah, it's like when you read, it, it's like you got to respond. It's like, well, why am I on call to the world? Yeah, I read since when? I'll get back. Yeah, like I will get back to you when I've. Formulated that thought, or I'm ready. Yeah, maybe to. I'm just not smart enough to respond. Really. <laughs> like, well, see, to me, I do. I hate seeing the number on the, but like, uh, how many emails or how many texts? Oh yeah, so I'm just do it to open it up. To yeah, so I, so yeah, but then I'll forget, and then I'll, and then I'll have that guilt. Oh, I didn't respond quick enough. I do respond very quickly, and I've been guilty of. Oh, why isn't this person responding? And I hate that. How stupid is that? Because now I don't, I don't respond all the time either, and that's mm-hmm. just such a double standard. I'm calling myself out on it. It's just yeah. why? Where does that come from? It's just the day and time we live in. The yeah. fast access, everything has to be boom, boom, boom. And I've I have been working on that recently, where I'll do unread, I'll see it, and then I'll click unread so that I, I get back that. to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to cope with that, seeing that little dot down there, and understand that there's you know things to get back to. But I have been saying I don't need to answer this right now. Okay. I don't have the answer right now. I am writing a song right now. I don't need to answer this. I am in this interview. I I don't need to do that. Um. And so that has helped a lot, actually, to see that and to actually give time to a thought, like to an answer, give yeah. thought to it. That's another thing. Uh, everyone wants an answer so quick. It's maybe, maybe it wasn't so thought out. Maybe it isn't exactly what you meant to say. You were just trying to say it really quickly. And so I have been working on that a lot, and it's made me feel a lot better. So I, in my phone right now, I've got like 15 to get back to. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'll get there, and, and I enjoy And I love hearing you all say that. It makes me feel this is what I love. I'm not alone in that. Like, you oh, know, the same thing, and that's awesome. 100%. I, every day I wake up and I've got emails and texts and throughout the day and my phone's yeah. pinging and, and I try to just respond to everything as quickly as possible. Right. And I realize sometimes I just can't. Sometimes I'll see the message and I know I'm going to get to it and my response to you has been put into a to-do list. And when I get to that <laughs> I part, love that. Okay. then I'll love respond it. to you. I like that. But I'm not, to your point, on call to everyone at yeah. all times. There's certain people in my life that if you message me, you're going to take priority. Sure, of course, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. But outside of that, it you're going to have to wait. I don't yeah. owe you that time. You don't owe that's, me your time. That's, that's beautiful. Uh, uh, amen. I love that. That's, so that's tell so me, right. Tell me about 
your your music your upcoming your tour the one that you're currently on what you've got coming up albums you name it yeah man we um you know we started cutting some new cutting see there's cut (laughs) recording sorry (laughs) recording some new songs um for the next record or whatever we're gonna do next year um i'm on this jason aldean tour right now um which is you know a, a big tour so getting to play you know arenas and and you know big sheds you know yeah. 15 to 25,000 people which is crazy in a shed yeah in sheds like the one like the budweiser's oh, that's, considered, oh, that's considered a shed yeah so that's like fif- okay. 15 16 okay that's what they call sheds in america i don't know the ones with the lawn you got the amphitheater yeah, yeah. Oh, they're yeah, called yeah. amphitheaters but yeah, yeah we call them sheds. Oh, it used to be called it was, it used to be called molson amphitheater then yeah 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 most amph- it's okay. an they're amphitheaters i think that's just a Country term, I don't know. Shed, shed. they called sheds. I don't know. I thought you meant like like a like a. I was no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Amph- bar, not, amphitheaters you know? is where we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. and okay. then, no, I got the Luke Holmes tour next year. These are nice. stadiums. You know, I've gotten to play a few of those with him, like where the Seattle Seahawks play. I've gotten to play my hometown stadium where the Titans play. It's just nuts, man. It's it's just crazy that people want to that many people want to come out and see music, and that we get to be the dudes on the stage doing it. Yeah. And and I don't take that for granted. That's just so so cool and so much fun. And uh, I just want to be the best at it that I can be. Yeah. And so, re- I just gonna get. I'm trying to get healthier now. Just you know, it's I've, I've let let a lot lo- let go the last couple of years after COVID. Man, I just it, dude, that was a downtime. Man, oh, that, that was just up that lot, messed people. up a lot. And I'm just getting back to a great, great, great place and and feeling great. And um, so and when that happens, great things happen. Yes. <laughs> Everything starts falling in line when, I, like, I full circle back to when we started talking. Uh, when I get healthy, great things start happening my, yeah. mentally. Like when I start getting there, it all starts happening. But when I, when you bury yourself in a hole, everything seems bad. And so now, yeah, uh, great things are happening. I'm about to approach my first anniversary on a year. I got that happening. It's been amazing. Congrats! Thank you. Like I said, on my birthday, mom calls. Cancer free. Um, my brother just had a baby. Um, you know, she's in the NICU, but getting, she came early, but she's getting better every single day. And so just, just, there's always something to complain about, but it, but it's been a lot, it's been so much better to just look at the good stuff. Yeah. And it's, there's so much more good, so much more good. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, just, just great stuff. Finishing this tour. It's been the hottest tour of my life though. It's been hot as <laughs> shit, man. Like temperature hot. Temperature okay. hot. It's so hot outside. <laughs> I don't know why we tour these amphitheaters in the summer and arenas in the fall it's like let's do the arenas in the summer and amphitheaters in the fall yeah. but anyway <laughs> i don't if i don't die of a heat stroke hopefully <laughs> through this tour we'll see you again soon but i think we're on the tail end of it though it feels good but it is hot here in toronto yeah which is surprising maybe it's just me i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> just bringing bullshit weather <laughs> listen i'll take it if you came here what last week two weeks ago was it cold? Been, it was cold, yeah. rainy. Like we've had a gloomy Chilly. summer. You wouldn't say it's really? cold. Yeah, chill, I yeah. Know, I get Chilly. cold easy. It was <laughs> it was cold. I like this kind of weather. Yeah. It's just way too hot for me. Yeah. I well, like I am a bigger dude, so it's it's hot for me. But uh, it's not as humid up here as it is in Nashville. That, nope. that humidity, that humidity is a blanket in Nashville in the mm-hmm. south, which are where a lot of the country tours are. We played mm-hmm. in um, Georgia the other weekend, dude. It was. I mean, you, you just you could you were just drenched. I mean, it was a, it was a wall of just water in, in the air. It was absolutely nuts. But. We got to take a trip down to Nashville. Yeah, come to that, man. We'll give we like I will show you Nashville, the the native side of Nashville. Man. I heard It'll it's be a, a good time. time. It, it's I've heard a great it's a time. great time. It's a great it's hockey. It's the best time of the year. To yeah, go. it is. I, I would come in the fall. I would oh. come in the fall um, because of the weather. You like right now? It's just hot, mm. but it's on the tail end. So here here in about a month. Okay. Yeah, that'd be the best time to come. Um, you got just so much to do now. So much to do. It's such a melting pot now. We have every. I mean, we growing up, we had like Applebee's and Chili's to eat. I don't know if y'all have that yeah, yeah, here, yeah. but like you know, just like Applebee's. I think. Yeah, yeah like I've heard of Chili's. I don't know if you had. Yeah, it's the same. The same. They're the same thing, yeah. kind of. You know, and now we have like everything to eat. I mean, we have everything to do see all the sports teams yeah. i mean we're about to bring a baseball team there national stars are you here in a couple of years oh, yeah nice. i'm working nice. on the i get to be a part of that a whole bring them here so i'm still oh, nice that. like part of the ownership group yeah no nah, well yes i'll be a part of the yeah the whole thing um, Wow! so congrats. I'm, I'm i'm super stoked about that um 
Is just, there a team relocating, or is this an expansion team? Uh, probably going to be an expansion. Where it, we'll see. It, it depends on a couple things on a, a couple other teams right now. But right. Uh, Nashville is where they want it. It's just a booming city. Um, we're redoing our stadium for the Titans. Yeah. Broadway, it's just becoming a massive play. People want to come down there and see the music on Broadway and hang out and just sure. check out Nashville and check yeah. out the food. So come hang, man. I, yeah. I'm i proud of my city. It wasn't like this growing up, and it's it's really cool. The traffic sucks now. It's become like L.A., <laughs> But it's um, Toronto. Yeah, we're Toronto. Honestly, Toronto, yeah, it's been crazy. But it's a it's a great place, man. And in twenty, you go fifteen minutes out, you're in the country, and yeah. it's beautiful hills, and it's just gorgeous. It's green out there. Beautiful. Yeah. We gotta go down to Nashville. Definitely. Come on, Definitely. Mitchell. Thank you so much, brother. Man, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank Appreciate you, guys. You. No, thank, thank you. you. We enjoyed this. Um, you're doing incredible things. Uh, thank you, man. And you should be proud of yourself because I'm sure that. Your family, your dad, everyone you, would be proud of you, are proud of you. It means um, And keep being you because I think we need more people like you in this world. And the fact Thanks, that you man. have the ability to use your voice and your and your artistry to spread that kind of a message, I think it's important. And man, thank you. Uh, we're rooting for you. We're we're on we're on Team Mitchell the whole way. Man, that <laughs> means a lot. Y'all same man. You got a got a new friend here. I got you guys. No, oh, so. I appreciate it. Yeah. Mitchell, thank you Cheers, so much, boys. Thank you all. Thank you, everybody.